0: da, da. Slash MBA podcast. I'm your host Corbin Forge. Follow me on Twitter at Corbin MBA. This is a Sports Ethos presentation. So check out Sports Ethos on Twitter at Sports Ethos Online, SportsEthos.com. I had the great privilege of having on just frequent collaborator almost a co-host on the show Josh Earl as we broke down the career of the Memphis Grizzlies executive well excuse me Vancouver Grizzlies executive Stu Jackson went into the many things that he did wrong across his tenure and then also went and kind of put ourselves in his shoes what we would do with the 95 expansion draft how we would pick players in our team direction what our coach would be what we would do in terms of going forward and I mean that with future draft selections, uh future free agents, how we would build our roster to hopefully have a different result than the one that Stu Jackson had when he was ultimately fired in the year two thousand. So this is a jam-packed show, a lot of fun, a lot of content, an hour plus show. So I really hope that y'all enjoy this. We're hopefully gonna have this here several times a week. Not this type of show, but a show. Uh, so definitely make sure to stay tuned for that. I'll share Twitter, Instagram, you know, wherever you find your podcast. Look for that. But uh, until next time, y'all, thank you guys for and gals for rocking with me here. Make sure to tune in and enjoy. And stay frosty, y'all. Appreciate it. All right, y'all. I am here, as per usual, with these ventures with my guy, the basketball junkie, the basketball analyst. You can follow him literally everywhere. I'll we'll have all the details here in a bit. But Josh Earl. You know him. You love him. He's here for, for, for the goods. We always do these. We did these with, with David Kahn. We've done this for other Joe managers, and we're about to do one of our biggest undertakings in a minute, which is hilarious given the time we're recording. I'm not telling y'all when, but it's late. But here we are, Josh, and we're going to talk about the Vancouver Grizzlies from the year 95 to 2000 with a certain Stu Jackson. Please, first tell us how you are, then take it away. Yeah,
1: well, I'm... Two weeks out from becoming a first-time father, so that's awesome. So excited but for you. Exhausting as well. <laughs> the, the other thing that is exhausting as a basketball fan is being from the Pacific Northwest. We, we <laughs> had the Seattle Supersonics stolen from us, and we basically had the Vancouver Grizzlies stolen from us as well. Uh, and that usually comes down to, you know, they weren't making enough money, attendance wasn't good enough. And that's because the team was pretty bad uh, over Stu, Jackson, Stu Jackson's uh, tenure. Their record was 101 wins, 359 losses, which is a winning percentage of 21.9%. And wow, there's a 29. reason why attendance like, wasn't
0: great. That's a rest of the <laughs> three point percentage. Okay, tell us.
1: Yeah, the reason the attendance wasn't great is because the team was woeful. And furthermore, they didn't really have a fun, established style of play. They didn't have an exciting player like Vince Carter. Toronto had Vince Carter and and a young Tracy McGrady. They had an excitement factor. They had a high-flying attack that was engaging and fun for the fans. Vancouver didn't really have that. Um, and on top of it, they they made a lot of poor decisions, um, just a smattering of, of some of the poor decisions. Um, they wound up trading a top one protected 2003 first round pick for a 35 year old Otis Thorpe following a 14 and 68 season. So it's not like we're close to making the playoffs, and we think Otis can help us. No, we're bringing in a 35-year-old Otis Thorpe while giving up a very lightly protected future first. Which, hey, everybody, just throwing this out there. That was basically almost LeBron. That became <laughs> that became essentially the the Darko pick. Um, that could have been Carmelo Anthony. That could have been Dwayne Wade. That yep. you know, Chris Bosch. Um, Insane. So that was one thing. Then there's the obvious uh, straw that broke the proverbial uh, camel's back where they drafted Steve Francis, who wanted nothing to do with Vancouver, was adamant that he wanted nothing to do with Vancouver. His agent was like doing everything he can to get Vancouver to not draft him. And mind you, Steve Francis, whom I know Corbin loves and was a multiple time All Star. Let's not get it twisted. Let's not get it twisted. He was a very good player. No rookie of the year that year. But he was a 6'3 guard. And they had already drafted Mike Bibby the year before. You can't play Bibby and Francis together. And Francis doesn't even want to play for your team. And still they draft him. Francis says hell to the no, <laughs> and then you have to trade him to Houston for pennies on the dollar.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: so as you can kind of tell, there's a little Pacific Northwest anger in my voice. So, for all of you're this.
0: barely holding it
1: back, man, barely. <laughs> <laughs> I admire your strength, thank you. Um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to review Stu Jackson's tenure in vancouver from may 95 to may 2000 and then we're also going to do a redo and go over how we would have handled similar circumstances if we were the co-gms of the expansion vancouver grizzlies
0: i'm excited it's gonna be a lot of fun uh we're gonna be putting on like you said the proverbial Time Machine GM hats as we go all the way back to the year, what, 1995? 95, yep. 1995, a great year. I'm just going to leave it there. All these teams are lined up, ready to play. Well, not really. We're actually getting ready for the expansion draft. All these teams have left their players that they want to keep unprotected, unprotected. Um, I guess we can run through the players that are going to be in the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, I could brief you that if you'd like. Sure. All right, well, we have for Atlanta, Doug Edwards and Blair Rasmussen. I think I said that right. Rasmussen. There we go, Rasmussen. For Charlotte, Kenny Gaddison, a very aged Robert Parrish, age 40 at this point. David Wingate and Michael Adams. For Cleveland, John Battle. Danny Ferry, yep, former GM. Mm -hmm. Gerald Wilkins, the lesser-known brother of Dominique, of course. We'll get to him in a second. Actually, I'm not reading this alphabetical order. So Atlanta, I said Atlanta, Charlotte, (laughs) Cleveland. Yeah, I'm just going to read you right. Denver, Reggie Williams, Dale Ellis, sharpshooter, and Reggie Slater. Both the Reggies are out of here. Golden State, Victor Alexander, Keith Jennings, and Dwayne Morton. Now for the Celtics, the aforementioned Dominique Wilkins and A.C. Earl. Chicago, B.J. Armstrong, Corey Blount, and Ron Harper. Dallas is letting go of Terry Davis, Donald Hodge, Doug Smith, and Roy Tarpley. Detroit is letting go of the round mound of Mount. Oliver Miller. (laughs) Houston is parting ways of Vernon Maxwell, Mad Max, and Zan Tabak. Indiana is letting go of Scott Haskin and Byron Scott. My guy. The Lakers letting go of Antonio Harvey and Sedale 3. Milwaukee is letting go of Ed Pinckney. New Jersey Yinka Dare and Benoit Benjamin. Orlando, Rodney Dent, Anthony Avent, Daryl Armstrong, and Daryl Armstrong and Guy Gert Hemming. Interesting names here. This is mm-hmm. draft. Phoenix is letting go of Trevor Ruffin, while Sacramento will be parting ways of Frank Borkowski and Lionel Simms- Simmons. Seattle's letting go of a whole mess of people. Byron Houston, D'Antonio Wingfield, Rich King, Bill Cartwright, and Sarunas Marcellonis. For the Clippers. Randy Woods, Harold Ellis, Tony Massenberg, Elmer Spencer, and Eric Riley. From Miami, the former bad boy John Sally. From Minnesota, Andres Gubert and Stacey King. New York is letting go of Doug Christie, Herb Williams, and Greg Anthony. Philadelphia saying goodbye to BJ Tyler. Portland is saying so long to longtime fan favorite Jerome Kersey. San Antonio is letting go of Willie Anderson, and Utah is feeling blue because they are letting go of Blue Edwards. So, that's a list of Oh, I left Washington. Um yep. Where are they? They they have been pretty, uh, Oh, oh the last one. Yep, yep. Kevin Duckworth, Larry Stewart, and the great Twitter legend Rex Chapman. Wow. Well, that is a list of I would say luminaries, but really just players. <laughs> There's I mean, a couple. There's a couple
1: interesting people in there. Uh, I mean,
0: it'd be interesting if it was five years earlier, nineteen ninety.
1: Well, yes, but but there's many components to team building, especially if you're starting off uh, an expansion franchise. There are going to be elements that aren't necessarily about getting the youngest player who can potentially become, you know, a long-term starter for you. Mm-hmm. Some of the times you need to help set up the culture set up the principles that your team is going to be built around both on the court in the locker room while traveling all that sort of stuff so some of these players like a robert parish a um uh where is it cartwright bill cartwright a john sally some of these players who have um kind of nba championship experience and have a wealth of experience Those guys might not be the typical players that you look for in an expansion draft because they're old.
0: There's a reason they're unprotected.
1: But the value of a player isn't always realized on the court. And when you're an expansion team and you're trying to kind of build something up and new, you do maybe want to consider some of these veteran players who can help you set a tone.
0: Very true. Very true. I get what you're saying. There's value more than beyond the court. If it wasn't the case, we wouldn't have Adonis Hazlum still roaming the Miami Heat benches as a player. Yes. So I'm with you on that. Well, uh, without further ado, Josh, I mean, before we do this, Vancouver here, Uh, we have our coach, do we not? Yes.
1: So Stu Jackson hired Brian Winters to be the head coach for the Vancouver Grizzlies at the, the time, but there play. were – two other candidates that were available in that offseason that i think would be a lot more interesting i'll start with our second choice which was rick Adelman. uh he had coached the warriors uh he, oh, he was he wind up he wound up signing with the warriors uh to be their head coach um and obviously rick Adelman plays a, a, a fun engaging style of offense which could be very helpful for getting attendance and getting fans engaged in the early parts of an expansion team but there was another coach um, a personal favorite of both corbin and mine um i've sniped corbin on this coach before in various fantasy all-time drafts (laughs) um but uh another coach who would be fantastic for an expansion team and helping set a really fun, engaging, exciting play style mm-hmm. would be Don Nelson, who wound up coaching the Knicks in 1995. Uh, this is after he had kind of the flame out with Chris Webber, and, and which is why Adelman wound up coaching the Warriors because <laughs> there was that. Um, but we're we're going to hire Don Nelson to be the coach of our Vancouver Grizzlies.
0: <laughs> Ah, We are the great Don Nelson is going to bring that pace and space open style of offense. We're going to get our big men initiating offense playing out off from 20 feet. Gonna Lots be some of threes passing. flying, yes, fluid. Who cares about defense because that is optional, and I'm with it. So, yeah, I'm ready to have. I mean, chances. I care, little, but, but yeah. care a little, but you care a little, but we're an expansion <laughs> team, and you're willing to go yes. with excuse for the time it takes for this exercise,
1: yes. Uh, so in lieu of actually just going through the expansion draft. We're just going to note the players that we would select as the Vancouver Grizzlies, assuming they would still be on the board uh, at the Vancouver Grizzlies picks. Um, Primary target would, uh, in terms of young players available in this expansion draft, would be Doug Christie, who at this point in time had spent a couple of seasons with the Lakers, was just about to start uh, with the Knicks. And this is pre-Raptors and pre-Sacramento uh, Kings. But we like, uh, especially with Don Nelson, we like that Doug Christie's got, can, can play a little off ball, has a little bit of skills on ball, can play defense, can shoot. Like he's a Don Nelson guy and he's uh, kind of the, the key young guy in this group. So we target Doug Christie first. Some of the other players we'd be interested in. Uh Corbin's guy, Byron Scott. Yep. Um, three-point
0: sniper. Yep.
1: And a veteran of, who can help in the locker room. Exactly. Speaking of a three-point sniper, Dale Ellis. We'll make sure we have plenty of shooting for uh Don Nelson, even as a, a first year expansion team. Then we'd also target uh Sarunas Marshallonis. Uh where'd it go? Robert Parrish and john sally for their variety of professional experiences and veteran leadership that we feel could help give our young team our our expansion franchise like a solid foundation of professionalism uh, accountability and those veteran tips that we can hopefully help our young players hit the ground running quicker Um, and then most of the rest would be players that we'd That have very low salary contracts like dwayne morton zan tabak uh andres guibert um trevor ruffin larry stewart um and then we'd also try to get daryl armstrong this is well before he broke out in orlando but he did have some professional playing experience overseas at this point um and is obviously a very hard-nosed um effort filled player who this is a great type of player to have for an expansion team, even if he doesn't wind up uh, ultimately becoming like a long term starter or a key player for you. He's the guy, the guy who really, again, helps set that tone for an expansion team.
0: So, real quick, you kind of ran through some of these running by going to keep this roster recorded because yep. we're going right from this to the draft. So, let's get those players one more time. Okay. Doug Christie. Got it.
1: Uh, Byron Scott. Love that. Dale Ellis uh john sally okay veteran team robert parish uh daryl armstrong okay sarunas Marshalonis. okay and then uh basically everyone else would be cut
0: (laughs) got so our Base yeah. roster, or at least the foundation, mm-hmm. almost like we had when we did the Timberwolves, would we'll be Doug Christie, Byron, Dale Ellis, John Sally, Robert passion on the front court, and then Darrell Armstrong's Runus Marcellas. Yep. Love that would it. Be the key wow. pieces. Well, I mean, listen, we flew right through that. I love that. We were, we were originally going to do that take forever. Taking Yeah, taking <laughs> forever in picking. But honestly, with this roster, I'm glad we didn't. Um, Because this will even stress the limits of my basketball knowledge. In That's terms fair. of, okay, you know, I'm going to be taking um, Larry Stewart. I think he was a power forward. It doesn't matter. I might be wrong. Yes, the he was a thing. power forward. Oh, well, there you go. So, mm-hmm. you know, point being, yeah, so it works out that we did it this way. I like that. Also, streamlines about 40 minutes because – Yes, uh, exactly. <laughs> if y'all want the full uh, length uh, expansion type deal, we've done it already. You can check our earlier episode in mm-hmm. the expansion draft. I'll probably put the link of that in the description of this show here. Say I listened to that for you project. That was well over two and a half hours. Uh, definitely not a lot of fun. We though. got in
1: the weeds. Oh, we <laughs> totally did, but it was fun. It was fun. Weeds.
0: It totally was. It was. We'll do the, I mean, listen. There'll be other expansion drafts we can do. Um, mm-hmm. two thousand five. I think.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yes, yeah the, the, G- the, the and that's podcast, another yeah.
0: interesting to bad GM in the future. So we'll get there. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We've gone from that. Now we get to the 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 fun fun part. We have the yes. foundation of this roster. Now we have the ninety five draft. Yeah. We have the sixth pick. You've laid out some options here, uh, potentially, but yes. let's let's go take it from here, Josh. Set the stage.
1: So uh the ninety-five draft, uh the first five picks were Joe Smith, who say what you will, had a very long career. You can't really call him a bust per se. He you, he you know what he have was a like. Very
0: long career. Hmm? You know what he was like? What Kwame Brown. Like you make fun well, of them when they were selected, yeah. but both had a multi—you know—a decade had, and a half in the decade league, decade
1: plus career. Yep, exactly. Uh, Antonio McDice, Jerry Stackhouse, Rasheed Wallace, and KG. So there's a lot of talent in the top five. We have definitely is. the sixth pick. Um, now, but before we actually get into what we might do with the sixth pick, I had a thought uh, that I had kind of pitch to Corbin a little bit before we recorded, which is in this draft class, the Los Angeles Clippers had the number two pick in which they took Antonio McDyess and they traded the rights to him plus Randy Woods to the Denver Nuggets for, uh, I want to say it was, I forget if it was Roy Rogers or Rodney Rogers. So they traded uh, them to the Denver Nuggets for Rodney Rogers and the draft rights to Brent Berry, who was the uh, 15th pick. Mm -hmm. This, to me, I couldn't find any background on it. This, to me, feels like a Donald Sterling wanting to save money in this particular instance. Um, Woods was one of their higher paid players that was available in the expansion draft pool. um, And I, I believe that Rodney Rogers plus Brent Berry would probably make less than Antonio McDice' total. Um, and so this struck me as very cost saving move. And so I, I conferred with my co-GM and thought, should we engage with the Clippers to see if they would rather drop to the sixth pick? And in the process, we will send... Uh, the sixth pick and our second round pick in this uh, 95 draft, the 36 pick, plus our second round pick in uh, 96, uh, and if need be, 97. Um, And we'll take on, uh, we'll select Randy Woods in the expansion draft, uh, which saves them about $800,000. Even if he's going. Yep. And then we'll also, as part of the trade, take on Elmore Smith, who also was at about like $700,000. So we'd save Donald Sterling $1.5 million, and he'd only drop down four spots. The question is, uh... is this actually realistic? Would Donald Sterling do this, or did he actually just really like Rodney Rogers and, and, and wanted Rodney Rogers... And and uh, was willing to drop down from two to fifteen in order to get
0: that. I I feel like he would. I mean, here's the thing: I don't think Rodney Rogers was someone big. Donald Sterling, he definitely did have some some different. Um, what is it called? He definitely had some different types of. Um, what is the word I'm thinking about? Different types of evaluations of players. Yes. That is for sure. So it's possible. At the same time, I think you're saving him money. I think my only issue would be maybe if you were to. um, Maybe if you were to. I I don't know if that. So we're trying to trade for a a talent. It's weird. On the one hand, we know what. This is great radio. We know what KGE became, but there were questions back then about him out of high school. So the package you have right there would be enough. To get that pick but we also know that where kg was selected they wanted him you know what i mean like that there was no doubt in their mind what it was gonna well be yeah that hero. was you know and it was it was great so i i don't know if i don't know if i feel like maybe i feel like i know we are talking about like if i should throw if we should throw an extra first round pick or not And you so, do that as
1: an expansion franchise i'm afraid of giving up any of our first, yeah. future firsts
0: but we got that we
1: said what if, and this is also a tough thing for an expansion franchise, this would be hard for us to sell to the owner, but what if on top of, again, taking on Elmore Smith's contract as part of the trade and drafting Randy Woods as part of the expansion draft and giving up uh, the six pick and our seconds in this draft and in 96 um, and potentially 97, what if we also kick in the maximum number of, m- Uh, dollars that we're allowed to give to another team in a single season as part of a trade package. So not only are we saving him, you know, $1.5 million in salary, but we're also kicking him some extra cash. Do you think that would be enough to get him to sign off on this versus the Denver deal?
0: I agree with that. I like that framing a lot better. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. So if that is the case, then we would have the number two pick in this draft class and we're an expansion team. We have kooky Don Nelson as our coach. Probably fun. We don't it's
0: about to be scary.
1: Yeah. We don't give an F about how people think if we take a high schooler. Who's going to stop us? We're we're no. we're do, we're willing to do weird stuff. We're a young kid are like a young creepy weird stuff. Yeah, but, no, you know. We're like, we're we're,
0: like, let's get yeah, yeah, you want nuts? Let's, get nuts? let's get
1: nuts. Yeah, we're straight up uh Michael Keaton Batman. You want to yeah. get nuts? Let's, let's get, get nuts. nuts. you heard you got um, the
0: reference as soon as I said I'm Exactly. Glad.
1: So we would take Kevin Garnett with the second overall pick in the 95 class. And we hope that KG has a better relationship with Don Nelson than Chris Webber did.
0: <laughs> I think he will too. Yes, more of a coachable player, I think, as the as the the history would show. No disrespect to Chris Webber. Chris Webber a certain personality works with certain players. Kevin a different personality works with different players. So or works with yep. different coaches rather. So trade for number two pick. So like Kevin Garnett, so we don't worry about no Damon Stoudemire, Brent Berry, Michael Finley, Theo yes. Ratliff. Good. So that means the thirty-six pick is gone?
1: Yep. The thirty-six pick and our second round picks, we'll just say second round picks in 96 and 97 are also gone as part of this deal.
0: Okay. Picks in 96 and 97 gone.
1: So heading into free agency, We have the aforementioned expansion draft players plus KG.
0: All right. Yep. So we have our – we have a little bit of a core here, Mm -hmm. which I like.
1: Doug Christie. Um, We probably start Doug Christie, Byron Scott, uh, Dale Ellis, KG. And then Robin Harris. Probably Sally. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw that before Sally. I
0: realized it was 40 years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, Sally yeah. Sally makes a lot more. Sally
1: sense. was Sally was also up there in age, but not nearly as old as Parish was at the time. No, um,
0: so who oh yeah, starting five. And that's not a bad for an expansion team, that's not bad. No, and then we not we'd also all.
1: have Daryl Armstrong, Sarunas Marshallonis coming off the bench, uh and, and Parish. Um not a bad starting lineup also not great (laughs) like like we're still probably gonna get a high draft pick in 96 um and then when it comes to free agency i think there's another we can further bolster the the shooting obviously with don nelson we want a lot of shooting um and one free agent that that i think is very interesting uh is tracy murray He shot 40% from three on 265 three-point attempts up to that free agency time. Um, And he was not getting a whole lot of playing time at the moment. And eventually, in real life, he got the vet minimum from Toronto. So we could probably sign Tracy Murray for the vet minimum to be uh, our backup to Dale Ellis. I like that backup. Once Dale Ellis... Cooks, because honestly, in our lineup, the person who's probably going to get a lot of shots up is Dale Ellis, uh, and we can hopefully maybe flip Dale Ellis at the trade deadline to a team for like mid or late first in 96. At least that's the hope.
0: I would be understanding of that as well, um, because I think that he could get some value. I mean, the guy was still a durable, consistent player up until I want to say the he retired in 98, 99? Yeah, let me see. Uh, no, he retired in oh, 2000. Oh, 2000. Yeah, okay. yeah.
1: And he he had um, – so in 95, 96, through his, uh, his final season, he collectively averaged 12.6 points, uh, shot over four and a half threes per game at a 40% clip, um like dale ellis could could still play and in 95 96 he averaged 15 points per game so i I think on an expansion team he would kind of have the green light in the first uh half of the season and we we'd gauge the uh interest on him and and if a team was willing to give up a 96 pick um we
0: would obviously engage on that. I agree. Um, another guy I was looking at in 95 free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, this is – okay, so wh- where do you feel about our offense so far?
1: I mean, I'm not expecting it to be particularly great. I, I think we'll have plenty of shooting – Um, And I I like to think with Nellie, we'll play a very fast paced game. Um, And and right now, our goal is just to get KG adjusted to the NBA, maybe see what we have in Doug Christie um, and and kind of build that foundation, like we said, uh, of kind of our processes, our approach, how we handle things in the locker room, how we handle things on the court all of that sort of stuff. I think that's kind of our focus for this first season, given the, the talent we have available at the moment.
0: Okay. Because I'm thinking about, what about drafting, as a basketball reference calls him, I'm not drafting, picking up a free agency, Um, the vanilla gorilla, Brad Lujas.
1: It depends on uh, how much he would cost. <laughs> I do I think mean, he would be, uh, like, at what, at, at what age was he?
0: Uh, uh in nine in in 95
1: 31. okay i think he had some late career injury type stuff but yeah i mean he's the type of guy that i think it would be worth a flyer on i i believe he he was one of the earlier guys in terms of like a spacing big who would fit very well with yep a Nelly system. Uh, The Heat signed him for basically vet men. I think, yeah, I'd be willing to do that. And then Sally can be our bench center. Um, And we can also run plenty of lineups with KG as the center, perhaps surrounded by four shooters with Christie. Yeah. Like we might as well go crazy Nelly ball and Doug Christie, Byron Scott, Dale Ellis, Tracy Murray, Kevin Garnett.
0: I'm excited just thinking about it. Pace and space, baby. Yeah, but like you said, the guy was one of the earlier, you know, shooters, Um, hit a combined 392. The fact, he took 1,086. Now, this was over the course of 12 years, but for that time, you know what I mean? Yes. And definitely was a guy who hit the long two as well. Um, and yeah, he really peaked in 92, 93 to do hit 85, but threes, but in 95, 96, he shot 41% from three, um, on, on knockdown 51 of them. So not, not bad at all. I like that as a fit here, maybe we can get KG to start shooting those threes a little further out too with some other guys like that. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm just glad I wanted to, that was my guy. I looked at that. I was hopeful for. No, still. I, I like that.
1: I like that. Um, yeah. so I, I, I mentioned, the Dale Ellis thing, what do you think about perhaps reaching out to Charlotte um, in the 94, 95 season? Uh, they, they had a pretty good offense. They they had, uh, you know, they were built around uh, Larry Johnson, good old grandmama, and um, Alonzo Mourning. Um, they did have Del Curry, uh, and to a lesser extent, like Scott Burrell, uh, and then they also had Hersey Hawkins. They had some shooting around those guys. Do you think they might be intrigued by adding Dale Ellis for the stretch run to even further expand the space around Larry Johnson and Alonzo Mourning heading into the playoffs at the trade deadline? Hmm. I
0: think it's possible, yeah.
1: I'd also, of course, be open to kicking them, you know, another future second raptor in like '98 or something like that. So um, getting back in return here, that would be for the the their first round pick in '96.
0: Okay, so for the Charlotte's first round pick in '96, that would be
1: what wound up being the 13th pick in '96, which I think everybody already knows what that pick wound up being. But yeah,
0: yeah, we all we already know it's for inclusion for the Hall of Famer there. Um, Yeah, I mean Charlotte at the time, I don't think won the 13th pick exactly. They were trying to win now. Yeah, that's why they went. They made that true of Lottie Lottie. Lottie. exactly. Uh In this case, they are getting a wing. They can probably get big some other way. It's not a problem. We're not the Charlotte Hornets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it. Okay, I like it. We'll we'll operate
1: from that perspective at the trade deadline. We flip Dale Ellis uh and maybe like our 1998 second round pick for the Charlotte Hornets first round pick. And we'll even say like top 10 protected because we know we feel like they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to be fairly successful. Okay. And, and we also think if they're going to hopefully try to retain Alonzo Mourning, because I think in that offseason, that's when he got traded to Miami because mm-hmm. him and Larry bumped heads. But if maybe the team has more success and maybe they get out of the first round of the playoffs because they have another additional like microwave scorer off the bench in Dale Ellis that further spaces things out, makes things easier for LJ and Zoe, hopefully that's a good deal for both.
0: I like it. I think that's something that makes sense. You're right. It'd be different kind of seeing where Charlotte ends up being in uh-huh. their you know team cycle of contention or whatever the case may be but if it were to work out that way that would, that would work out favorably for them
1: yeah and that would in theory give us two lotto picks in the 1996 draft well two top 14 picks. top
0: 14 which as we know, i, I think still, at the
1: time that was yeah that wasn't and lotto, it was still a pretty but,
0: deep but, draft yeah. i'd say
1: yeah, well, yeah, the '96 draft was amazing. Yeah, even if um, it was drafted
0: with hindsight, being 2020 it was still good value. We found in later picks, especially yes. for, yeah, where we were
1: selected. Also, uh, you know, so who would we look at with the third pick uh, in '96? The first two picks were Allen Iverson and Marcus Camby uh, by the Sixers and the Raptors. The Grizzlies had the third pick. They took Sharif Abdul-Rahim very good player obviously but there were also definite hall of fame players left on the board in kobe bryant uh two-time mvp steve nash uh one of the greatest shooters of all time ray allen um not to mention four-time defensive player of the year and now hall of famer ben wallace was an undrafted free agent in that draft class um there's a lot of talent available Corbin who are you looking at with our can our top candidates with that third pick given that we have KG we have Doug Christie and that's basically the end of our youth maybe Tracy Murray (laughs) factors into that somewhat Um, we don't really have a whole lot of youth Um, who do you kind of look to to put next to Kevin Garnett and maybe uh, developing Doug Christie
0: Gotta be Stephon Marbury. Okay, listen. Okay, so here's the thing. I like Christie, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of no, kidding. No, I don't
1: think I don't think Christie's a point guard necessarily. I That's think he functions as for. one in a Don Nelson system. But
0: mm-hmm. yes, I think he could be a, a, a different beat altogether. As like a playmaking, like secondary player. Like think like a ahead of his time, Joe Ingles type, because he had decent size, six yeah, six, yeah. I think, you know, playmaking uh, forward type, but I remembered watching some old Lakers games with him at the point, not great, um, and then later on, he kind of found his role, you know, in late in Toronto, Sacramento, Sacramento yeah. as a kind of three and D kind of wing kind of guy, I like him there, you get mm-hmm. a guy like Stefan Marbury, you know the connection that he has with Kevin Garnett, just saying. I'm just saying. Listen, listen.
1: I don't know if that connection worked out that well, buddy. It didn't <laughs> work out that
0: well because you're right. It didn't work out well, in Minnesota, because they were fighting over who was. I guess it, I totally, <laughs> you're, you uh, just yes. You uh, just, like, Lord!
1: You you killed your own argument. Like I know, I, know, I just if, can't get over. No, no one the else can see this. Nobody else can see Corbin's face. It it was like that moment in The Simpsons where Ralph Wiggum's heart, you could, like, pause it and see Ralph Wiggum's heart break when Lisa says she doesn't want to be his Valentine. <laughs> and, like, oh. Bart Simpson, like, pauses it. That was Corbin's face when he realized, like, yeah, him and KG, of all people, you know, the person we have on our team right now, broke up because of ego. And one, wanted, each one wanting to be paid more than the other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And it it hurts to, uh, fine. I mean, okay. If that's the case. Well,
1: well, let me, let me throw this out there because I do think you have a very valid point of targeting like a point guard if possible. Mm -hmm. We now have the 13th pick as well as the third pick. And in this draft class, there is a Vancouver native point guard. Canada's own Steve Nash. Who we know will be available with the 13th pick. And we know he can play in a Nelly system. And, and actually, when he was under Nelly in Dallas, they were one of the best offenses in the league, uh, flowing through Nash. So I agree with you. I think, Steph. And KG might, we might just see a repeat of what happened in Minnesota, mm-hmm. but I like your instincts. And I'm wondering if we think Nash is available with that 13th pick, which again, he's a Vancouver native would probably be a, another additional boost to attendance. Not that that would be the only reason we do it. We know he would be a good fit in an Le system and we know he he's a great playmaker and shooter and everything. So, um, if that is the context, how does that shift what you might look at with this third pick? But if you say Antoine Walker, man,
0: <laughs> ah, man, you beat me to it. No, I'm, playing. I'm, playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I thought we'd like him, but no. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Again, it's weird for me to play this with hindsight, knowing what it ends up being. But do we end up just taking yes. Sharif?
1: So I, I'm inclined sp- to to think of, like, two players here.
0: Okay, Ray Um, Allen being one. I feel like our shooting guard area is, oh, I'm looking at, it's still, it's Vets, it's Byron Scott. Yeah, it's
1: Byron Scott and and Doug Christie, who Doug Christie could be our third guard.
0: Exactly. Um, He's probably better there. So,
1: I'm thinking Ray Allen or the other high schooler, Kobe Bryant. Now, I feel like there's going to be a similar dynamic to like the Stefan thing with Kobe Um, plus, plus I don't know if I want to automatically introduce that like it's my team no it's my team type thing and for that reason I'd probably be more inclined to lean Ray Allen especially since UConn Ray Allen everyone nowadays thinks of Boston Celtics Miami heat Ray Allen where he's just basically doing, you know, the the Reggie Miller, uh, which is wonderful stuff. But UConn Ray Allen was closer to, like, the James Harden prototype than he was necessarily uh, a Reggie Miller prototype. So um, I think Ray Allen would be who I would focus on with the third pick and hope we get Steve Nash with the 13th pick, in which case we'd have the arguably – The only potential contender to Steph and Clay as the greatest shooting backcourt of all time,
0: paired with a young KG, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I think. I I mean, here's the thing. You know what it is? Corbin, the basketball. Yes, I know what it is. Is fighting the fandom part, not the fandom. The Corbin. Yes, uh, yes. Oh, you got me though. And honestly, you can't refute. Good sound basketball logic. You get a good score at a position of need. You also get a point guard to you can build around as well. No, I'm with it. So we're talking – now the question is uh, we're looking at what, Allen and Nash?
1: Yeah, so it would be Allen at three. And then some of the candidates available at 13 would still be Kobe, Paja, Jermaine O'Neal, Steve Nash.
0: Well, we still need a point guard. Yes, and again,
1: Vancouver native,
0: He's definitely Canadian gonna be. Steve Nash. Yeah. It's there's gonna be doing a
1: lot that builds into that. I, I say
0: I say, we go with that. It'd be like a lesser version of what the Raptors attempt to do in 2012, 2013, when they try to trade but back for Nash. To get on that, Wiggins, that yeah. The yeah. connection. Yeah, I like that. Steve Nash at 13. Yes, we know who's left on the board, but we also have a good fit for our squad here. Um Mm-hmm. And I think that our backcourt also decade is set.
1: And, and feel feel free to kill me on this, everyone. But like Ray Allen will actually pass Kobe, wouldn't? <laughs> no, <laughs> like with with the Nelson system and, and with trying to you know develop KG and stuff too. I feel like Ray Allen's going to be more conducive for that than a, a young. Uh, coming out of high school wanting to, like, prove himself Kobe Bryant.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that you also getting a guy who was really dynamic in his early years. You saw what he didn't walk. You saw what he did in Seattle. You know, um, he's going to definitely bring some excitement playing in transition, knocking down threes, uh, being able to do a little um, second side ball handling, you know, uh, yep. initiation from the off guard spot in a way that is conducive playing off of Nash. Um, in a way that Doug Christie can then play off as well as another initiator, albeit a lesser mm-hmm. to Allen and, you and could, Nash. You can have all three of those guys
1: and KG on the court yeah. at the same time, and any of the four of them can and push not go
0: lacking in transition and the break. Yep, So yep, I exactly. So
1: I, I like that idea. And then we no longer have our second round pick, but I do think we should – put out an undrafted free agent offer sheet to a ben wallace somebody who at the very least is a hard fought strong rebounding good rim protector guy a little undersized but since he's playing next to 613 kevin garnett it's not as big of an issue um and and that would help ease some of the the potential problems we'd have uh since you know, Parrish is probably retired at this point, <laughs> uh, John yeah. Sally's getting older, uh, Low House is, is also getting older. Having uh, you know, Ben Wallace BKG's
0: backup would be pretty cool. That would be cool. So, I'm gonna offer sheet to undrafted free agent. I'm not gonna do it, big boom. exactly. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, we have that, and then we don't have the 22nd pick, so that is no longer there. Now, this team here, I would say is a little better than the team we had going in. Yeah. So, we look back on, I mean, basically, I can skip the remainder of the 96 draft since we are no longer in play for that. But 97, I don't know if we are, do you still think this roster is in play for as high as the fourth pick? Probably,
1: I mean, that's
0: what I mean. Like, K-
1: like, KG, KG took a couple of seasons before he was particularly impactful. Um, Ray Allen kind of got to a Bucks team that already had Big Dog Robinson and Ben Baker and stuff. So, like, I feel like we'd be still in the lotto, but I, yeah, I don't know if we'd be at four necessarily. Um, the other thing is, in 96, do we also look at any free agents? Um, there, there were two free agents I thought were really interesting in 96, but I don't necessarily think they'd fit with what we're trying to do, which is Dikembe Matumbo, who the Nuggets, for some unknown reason, decided not to re-sign Dikembe Mutombo, even <laughs> after they had the 8-seed beat the 1-seed. The um, and he wound up signing a five-year, fifty-million-dollar deal with the Hawks. Uh, but Dakimbe, it would be enticing as hell to put Dakimbe next to KG. <laughs> we'd have an elite rim protection defense while having the the shooting of Steve Nash and Ray Allen, and we'd still have Big Ben, uh, a young Big Ben, uh, coming off the bench. So we'd basically guarantee forty-eight minutes of rim protection um but to kimby i think at that time was already like 30. um yeah Yeah. and then (laughs)
0: crazy how yeah
1: yeah
0: i'm just saying how Uh, old he was back then hilarious to think about retrospect yeah yeah
1: exactly and then uh alan houston is another interesting free agent from that time period another high level shooter Uh, He shot 41% from three on over four attempts per game over his first three seasons. And he wound up signing a five year, $35 billion deal with the Knicks given that we have Ray Allen and you know, that we probably want a little more defense on the perimeter. If we have Ray Allen and Steve Nash and and that sort of thing probably pass on Houston, but I am intrigued. Do we talk to Dikembe?
0: I mean, I think for a young team as we have mm-hmm. especially since the Kembe was big on minutes, I know that was a thing for him in Atlanta, a thing from kind yep. of Philadelphia. We have young bigs. You know, we have a guy yeah. in KG who needs more playing time, not less. You could always, I mean, we'd be going real small ball, but it is it is um Don Nelson. Yep. I could even see Doug Christie playing some undersized small ball for. Like it could get really wild, I'm really dumb. weird. Yeah. Nash, and, and, Christy, and, 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 and we got Tracy Ben Wallace Murray. as well. Yep, so yep. you know, if we get if we're good and guy like the he's only playing the five. I think, and if, he'd be
1: expensive. Yeah,
0: exactly. And our best fits at the five already. If we're looking at the ultra maximized version of KG, it's at the five. You can play the four, but it's really at the five. Yes. And if we're looking already at Ben Wallace, it's definitely the five. He also plays some four and square, but he was a five. So I really don't see where the fits in. And like you said, what kind of costs. this would be nice from a player kind of standpoint knowing what he brought to the table. No, no, no. All of that. But no, I I don't know if that's the right move.
1: But okay. I I agree, but I just want you to think about (laughs) multiple seasons of hearing the cookie monster walking through the halls of our team offices. It would be and echoing in the practice facility.
0: I was this I wanted the the brash trash talking and shooting of one Stuff on Marbury. I understand the vibes yes. this is what we're all yeah. about here, but ultimately, unfortunately, I don't know. I don't know if that if that's the move we want to go with um, yeah. for the long term. But I'm with you. I get where you're coming from completely, and I think it would be nice if we didn't already have a pretty good stocked position at the four and five. I think mm-hmm. already we're stretching it. You know, running the five with KG and the four with Ben Wallace potentially.
1: Yeah. Okay. So pivoting to the 2017 draft um let's say we are a little better than the team that obviously sucked and wound up with the fourth pick um do you think we're we're uh, let's say we were at uh, like i don't know m- m- double up in like eighth pick 10th mm-hmm. pick like like what do you think
0: i think we find ourselves probably at the 10th
1: okay which is where milwaukee was at a year after drafting ray allen they already had right. dog robinson so like let's say we replace milwaukee at the 10th and uh maybe everyone else moves up one more uh so milwaukee's now at nine and so forth right. um so we have the tenth pick, no second rounder because of that that trade up for KG. Um, who were we looking at at that tenth pick? Uh, and note, uh, ninety seven was a particularly shallow draft class, headlined by Tim Duncan, Chauncey Billups, Tracy McGrady, Tim Thomas,
0: he was Tim a Thomas, by, Keith like Van
1: Horn. Yeah, yeah,
0: gets it gets rough fast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So, taken at the 10th pick was Danny Fortson, who was a wonderful rebounder, but not necessarily what we're looking for. Um, some interesting players available at that point. Uh, Tariq Abdul-Wahad, mm-hmm. um, Austin Crozier. I liked him. Austin Crozier, yeah. Uh, oh, we still
0: got Brad Lohas. Lo- 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 yeah, we still have Brad Lohas. I Lo- forgot. Lo- I'm glad we didn't be a bring the candidate. Because Lohas could play the four. Of his stretchability. I mean, at this really point,
1: could. he's getting close to the end, career wise. But, exactly. But yes. Yeah. Crozier. Um, Crozier yeah. could be interesting in a, a Nelly system, especially yeah. playing next to a KG or a um, Ben Wallace. Uh, Derek Anderson. Um, another for- pass happy point guard, Brevin Knight. Um, yeah. like there, there's some interesting people, Anthony Parker, who obviously didn't play right away, uh, in the NBA too much, uh, but came back and had, uh, some good years in Toronto and I think Cleveland, right? He, yep. He did I have our player $1. though. Is it God champ God? It's not. <laughs> okay. This guy was Bobby drafted. Jackson. No. Okay. Getting there. Getting close
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. no. This guy was drafted 40 Don't say Chris Amstey. I was not. Okay. No, this guy was drafted 42nd overall. Okay. Waved by the team.
1: Uh-huh. Ended
0: up not being picked up, played overseas. I'm talking about Captain Jack himself, Stephen Jackson.
1: could be an interesting situation pairing him with kg in the locker room it but certainly could but i, I think at, at that point um in this draft class uh i'm not opposed to it that's Bring another
0: nelson early yeah he's exactly alive right.
1: in he, that he could system. fit he could fit in that system I, I think him bobby jackson and crozier would probably be the yeah. people i'd most look at at that yeah. pick and let's not um, forget
0: KG isn't exactly run our test, meta world peace. You know, like KG's per, I mean, you know, Steven Jackson's personality fit with the Spurs twice. Yeah. Both times true. after a couple of years that's ran its course.
1: And but he had success with Nelly. Exactly. that's... I think that's solid considering oh, six, right eight. now. Right now we have Steve Nash, Doug Christie uh ray allen and tracy murray as like our perimeter players so i think getting some additional depth there uh and as well at his size like i think him and murray can play some four next to like kg at the five lineups yep i'm down with it man All
0: right. the dude played 17 years in the league yeah now, like I was kind of stunned by that. Like I mean, I mean, he was done by the. T- I mean, every guy that the Clippers signed in the 2014 season was done. Why did they the actually got to the Clippers? Yeah, he <laughs> <took a> loop, <laughs> yeah, all of them. But like, even in 2014, I 20, uh, yeah, 2013. I don't know if you remember. Um, he was one hitting those big threes. Yeah. You know, against the the Spurs before they ultimately, 2012 before they ultimately came and got that one. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so. I- I like. In 97, free agency, I have two names. One that I don't think we could get, which was Brian Grant at the time. He was a 24-year-old. Oh, yeah. uh, started off with Sacramento. Strong rebounder. Would be fun next to KG, but he signed with Portland for $63 million. You Um, that. No. Um, but here's one I do like, which if Lois is, is getting older – Terry Mills, I like that. Shot thirty nine percent from three on two attempts per game with the Pistons would be a nice fit for Nelly Ball in like bench minutes.
0: Yeah, he was a big bomber for Detroit in that teal era. You know, alongside Lake Ridge, Joe Dumars, and Grant Hill, Lindsey Hunter. Hunter, Yep, all those guys. So no, I'm with you. He'd be a a spiritual successor to Lohos in that way. Um, and, and he signed a, a lot more able to shoot it. Yeah, able and
1: he signed a, a two-year deal with Miami for just a little over $2 million, which I feel like we could probably match. Um, and, and then we got some additional depth up front that fits with Nelly Hall. I like it. Now, in 98, again, 98, they, they had the second overall pick, and this is where Stu Jackson destroyed basketball in Vancouver. Uh, they already had attendance problems because the team was woeful and they didn't, like I said, have like a set style that was engaging and, uh, and that sort of thing. Um, Big Country Reeves and Sharif Abdul Rahim and ultimately Mike Bibby were all good players, but they weren't exactly the type of players where like a fan base is just like obsessed with these guys and like, yeah, you know, so we probably have a better finish with the the lineup that we have now than they did. So we probably don't get the second overall pick, which wound up being Mike Bibby, which still wasn't like Bibby had a long career, but at least he, he wasn't Michael oval Yeah, Oh, that is true. Uh, <laughs> that is true. could have been but, worse
0: for
1: Yeah, so... Where do you think we kind of slot in this draft class? Because I, I still imagine we probably don't make the, the the playoffs within our first two years. I imagine we're probably still, well, our first three years, we're probably still building to that, I'd imagine. Um, so where do you kind of see us slotted in this uh, draft class?
0: I would say if we're, if we're getting better but not quite there, end of the lottery.
1: Okay. Uh, so let's say 13 or 14.
0: Yeah, I like that. Either. I think with that right now this, at this point, you know, we still have some of these guys. 97, let's say, you know, Byron Scott retired 97 after that 97 yep. season. Um so he's gone. Sally and shirt. Parrish are probably Sally and Parrish gone. Marshalonus, yep. yeah, yeah. Marshalonus retired in ninety-seven, or at least was done with the NBA in ninety-seven. Dale Ellis is now definitely, you know, yeah, he, he traded him. Yep. Oh, he's gone. My bad. Yep. Um, Doug Christie's good. Um, you know, Armstrong's still all right. Kevin Garnett should be getting better. Same with Ben Wallace. Um low house. I mean he played for a few more years, but he's definitely in that kind of decline stage. Yeah, this guy. He's not you're not someone you're really relying on, like rotation member like that. Yep. Um so I mean, but then again, Ray Allen, Steve Nash. They're guys okay. are coming more into their own. This will be their second yep. season now. Um yeah, I think end of the lottery makes sense. I might I might I can go for both those guys stepped up maybe the next year. So I could probably go for thirteen.
1: Okay. So this draft class was interesting because it had Vince Carter, Dirk Nowitzki, and Paul Pierce, three likely Hall of Famers. Um, Also had some other really fun players in this class, like White Chocolate, Jason Williams. Um, Also, one of my favorite players who always gets overlooked because he had injury problems uh, but Rafe LaFrance, who was basically the three point shooting shot blocking center that we all love and crave right now. But he did that in, you know, 98 and <laughs> the early two thousands. Um, so kind of available at that 13th pick, uh, the actual pick was Keon Clark, um, Michael Dickerson, who obviously wound up becoming a Vancouver Grizzly, um, uh, the, the following year, um, thanks to the Steve Francis trade. Um, then uh, your guy, Ricky Davis, uh, <laughs> uh, Al Harrington, uh, you got uh, Richard Lewis. Um, like Richard Lewis. Yeah. Uh, true fact uh, Pat Garrity went to the same high school my wife. Went to wow. Uh, I love so Pat I'll, I'll, too. I'll mention him. I'll mention this, him. I don't I, think we'd consider him that strongly. But... I
0: mean, listen. I don't begin that early, but I like Pat Garrity. Like this yeah. draft would have been like between LaFrance, um mm-hmm. uh, Garrity, Rad Miller was drafted. Yeah, play. Lewis. Yep. Like this is the draft for what would become really um, just high volume stretch fours.
1: Mm-hmm. You know. I think given what we're trying to accomplish and given that we have KG and Big Ben at this point, I think we probably make sure that Rashard Lewis doesn't slide to the second round.
0: I'm with you on that too. We take him. You can play the four, you can play the three. And right now- Yeah, exactly.
1: So then we have, got, have, yeah. look at that shooting, Steve Nash, yeah. Ray Allen, yeah. maybe like a, a Tracy Murray, Richard Lewis, KG-
0: and we got some major size, stress yep. the floor, juice on ball. Yes, I like I like this a ton.
1: Okay, and no no second rounders. But do we engage Brad Miller, uh, knowing that we have Ben Wallace, know that knowing that we have KG, but knowing that Brad Miller can also play in a two big lineup with guys like KG and Big
0: Ben. We can. I like it. Okay. someone, again, who is going to be, you know, solid center, had definitely had his years of starting center, but really for the most part always played well in the ancillary role. Yep. And
1: played fantastically in the Adelman system in Sacramento. Yeah. So I think he would fit well with a Nelly system. He might not be the the fast-breaking center that you'd necessarily want, but in the half-court sets, I think he'd fit perfectly for
0: what Nelly would want to do. I agree. So at this point, I'll draft a free agent Brad Miller.
1: Yep. So now we got Steve Nash, Ray Allen, Richard Lewis, Kevin Garnett, Ben Wallace, Doug Christie, Daryl Armstrong, um Tracy Murray, Terry Mills mm. and Brad Miller. As
0: kind yeah, of a top yeah, 10. Exactly. And Stephen
1: Jackson, yeah.
0: Murray. Jackson, Brad Miller, and um Luhao still at the very you know he's still around yep. but uh but not yet. I like this a lot. I really think we have foundation. I think this is the year we make the leap for sure. Um yeah, cause that's a solid grouping of of players. Um, just in general. Okay, great. So we have all that, have no second round picks, so that doesn't matter. Um so now we head down to the ninety-nine draft where I think it's funny to kind of I don't think I think we're better now. I think we're deeper I, by, I do think
1: we're we're better now. I, I yeah. think we might even be in the eighth or or seventh seed yeah. if, if things go our way. Uh, got uh, the, the, the players the, come the, their own. Yep. The tricky part is I really like this 99 draft class. <laughs> like, uh, I, I actually think this is one of the draft classes that is least um, kind of talked about as one of the greatest draft classes. Um, and also, again, this is the draft class that sunk basketball in Vancouver and ultimately was the the reason they wound up getting sold to Michael Heisley, who moved them to uh, Memphis because... The, the whole Steve Francis snafu really, really sucked away all the hype that came from a top pick. Uh, it made the fans not like, uh, you know, a lot of the the players, made players and agents kind of be like, oh, we could do that? Yeah, like I don't know anything about Canada. I don't want to play in Canada. Um, it, it just really left a really bad, sour, bitter note Um with everything about Vancouver and ultimately I think was the reason why that they wound up leaving Vancouver. So my hope is obviously we're not drafting Steve Francis Corbin. Uh, We won't be in a position to do so. Um, Although there is, there are two, two or three, there are three players in this class that I would strongly consider potentially doing a consolidation trade to move up for Um, that's assuming uh, we'd be willing to like people like Doug Christie, Steven Jackson um, and Tracy Murray had played well enough. And, And if we're feeling competent enough in ourselves, maybe throwing in some future draft picks um, because there are three players that I think would fit so well in Nelly Ball, especially paired with KG and Ben Wallace up front and with Richard Lewis at the three or four. And those players are Lamar Odom, Sean Marion, and Andre Kirilenko.
0: I like all those guys. I do. Uh, we already know our mutual love for Lamar Odom as a prospect in the Nelly system as well documented and he's I would love to the get most him. Nelly ball prospect
1: I can even think of.
0: I you no know, I agree. I I guess my thing is I just don't know if that proposed package will be enough. No, I don't I don't think so. Yeah. I feel like we um, lose Nash or Allen.
1: Yes, which I don't want to do. Um the nice thing is I believe we'd we'd still have we'd still be able to take Kirolinko, I think. Uh, he was taken with the 24th pick. We'd probably still be in play to also go with Ron Artest if we really want to combine KG with Ron Artest and Jackson. Say, <laughs> like, I, don't think-
0: I don't know if we want to do that. Uh, it was funny. We were like, well, at least KG's not not, not Ron Artest. Let's get Ron Artest. Yeah. But defensively, um, yikes. Yes, yeah,
1: exactly. But um, so let, let's say we're pick uh, 15 or 16. I like Let's that. Let's say we made the sense. eighth seed in the West. Probably didn't advance, obviously, but you know, we, we tasted the playoffs, um, got some some home fan interest um in playoff basketball. Hopefully boot continue to boost our attendance mm-hmm. so that we can avoid being shifted out of Vancouver. Excuse me. Uh that's radio for you, folks. There you uh, are. <laughs> for you um, but uh yeah so at the 15th pick or the 16th pick ron artest was available um andre kirilenko went with the 24th pick one of my favorite players of all time went with the 57th pick manu ginobili, ginobili! Um, which we do have a second round pick in this draft um some other interesting players uh including undrafted players um Jorge Garbajosa, who played for um, Toronto for a couple of years, was a really fun uh, forward. Raja Bell was an undrafted free agent. Um, also had guys like um, Devin George, um, James Posey, etc. cetera. Good um, Long careers. Honestly, at the 16th pick, Normally, I would consider Ron our test, considering we have KG and Steven Jackson. I don't know if we need another force multiplier in the locker room of that level of intensity. Um, so I probably don't put our test high on our board uh, at that point. I'm probably targeting Andre Kirilenko um, with our pick, which can you imagine pairing Kirilenko with KG and. Ben Wallace, all in a Nelly Ball system. That would just be nasty. That would just be nasty. Yeah. So I think, unless you disagree, I think Andre Kirilenko is our pick at sixteen. Okay. And then with the second round pick, you know I gotta go with my guy
0: Ginobili. I love it. I love it. All right, let me put. So second with the with the, which pick are we drafting? Sixteenth uh, pick. 16th pick on draft Andre
1: Kirilenko, Andrei... who's
0: 24th pick in real life. Kirilenko. that's that's just our exceptional scouting. Yep. And then
1: we would definitely pick. be deep into international scouting um which is why we would be aware of Manu Ginobili. Yep, cuz again, that's how we do. So, and um, Manu would work so well in Nelly ball. Um even even the Manu at that point in time would be Really, I think Nelly would love Manu um, and Manu would be a nice um, third, fourth guard for us at first, you know, alongside Nash or Ray or even, you know, Steven Jackson or Doug Christie, like Manu could fit with any of those guys. Um, Manu could be the point guard at the moment, could be the two guard at the moment. Um, and we just really work well with what we're building.
0: Got you. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I like this. I'm writing it down right now. I don't know why I was spelling Ginobili Karolinka. Because that shows you how, again, okay, great radio, we are going deep in the process here.
1: Yep. And then uh, that would basically take us through the 99-2000 season. And I like to think we wouldn't get fired. Like, Oh, dude, TV we are Action going would.
0: long and strong right now. I mean, let's... If we're looking yeah. at this, so, wow! We wrote a book. Look at us. This is let, fun, let's y'all.
1: let's lay this out from '95 to uh, the '99 start, the start of the '99 2000 season. We have Steve Nash, Ray Allen, uh, Richard Lewis, Andre Kirilenko, Kevin Garnett as our starting five. Yeah, off the bench. We have Monty Ginobili, Doug Christie, Stephen Jackson, Richard Lewis, and Ben Wallace, with Brad Miller and uh, Tracy Murray and uh, Daryl Armstrong as our, our, our deep rotation players. Wild.
0: Wild, wild, wild. I mean, the way we did this really is a master class. And...
1: I think Corbin and I both want to mock this team up in like basketball GM or and like dude, I really want to go. We got
0: to find the perfect like sim or something to like Mm -hmm. compete with each other. Oh, yeah. I mean, technically, we could do it through basketball GM because it's god mode and you know, you just simulate like we make our own rosters and then go against each other and like a Mm simple it could happen, but like I would love, like, yeah, can I? this is why we make a great team because the team I would normally pick,
1: we balance each other
0: out. Yes. The team I would normally pick would be a different team. Yes. than what we have here. However, no, no, it would not be the team I, I picked would be a different team in terms of how it would go, but it wouldn't yeah. be necessarily the best team. And you pick a different team. That might be the best team, but it'd be a different team. But right now, the perfect marriage of, of like you said, like you got some players. I like, got some players you like together. It's like PB uh-huh. and J. You just have a jelly sandwich? You're missing the peanut butter. Do you have a peanut butter sandwich? Did you get both? There we are. Dude, uh-huh. I like this. This was a good... I mean, the fact that we kept this under two hours... Uh, maybe even under Which is hour an, a half,
1: insane for us,
0: yeah. This is <laughs> not how we normally go, as y'all know. But, like, listeners, this was another fun exercise in this. I, I, we did this last time, and I don't want to, Josh, we'll give you the last word for sure. But in keeping yeah. with tradition, we always announce the next GM that we do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have any ideas for the next one? So, if we want to focus on expansion stuff, we
1: could look at the uh, Charlotte Bobcats when they came in. Um, we could also. If we really just want to go after GMs that we think really maybe messed up, we could go after MJ's period of being GM for the Washington Wizards. Um, Either both franchises are are tied to MJ in a way. Um, Are there any GM tenures that you're particularly interested in revisiting um, you we know we could what? also do a good GM, by the way.
0: We could, we could, and just see how we would continue or agree with. Uh, I am fond of Scott Laden. Um, fire Laden. <laughs> um, I also feel like um, what is his name? One second. Um, just because it was such a fun, interesting team, and I don't understand. Was a fun, team, but it was a volatile blend, and the GM really did not care about how they were put together in terms of, um, what is the word? In terms of talent, like he was like, "Hey, personalities don't matter; talent rules all." Bob, are Whitsitt. you going where I
1: think you're
0: going? Uh Bob Witsit. Yeah,
1: like Trader Bob. Uh, yes,
0: I am Trader Bob. Is, that's what I'm thinking. That's
1: hilarious because one of my Friends and Mentors actually was part of that front office. So I know a lot of the behind <laughs> the scenes. Yeah, yeah.
0: That is one I would – that's one I would like. I wrote an article. I started writing an article on that. I read a great book by that. Um, the Jailblazers era. I grew up in Oregon. I'm infinitely er, I'm I'm familiar with the Jailblazers era. There you go. That would be one I would love. I to like have. that You idea. had some interesting mix. You had, you know, it's older like, – Scotty Pippen. Uh, room, like, not Venus. your Vetus, not my Vetus,
1: our, our Vetus <laughs> Um, You know, got Sheed, got Dale Davis, got Brian Grant, Bonzi Wells, Damon Stoudemire. There's a lot of interesting stuff that we could. I, I like that. I think we should do the jailblazer era. Jail and perhaps. Era, Bob, maybe we have less jail stuff. Just throwing it out just,
0: there. Just, it's a possibility. Just, just, you know. I, I mean, between me and Josh, I doubt either one of us is going to fight super hard for Ruben Patterson on this team. We can find other defenders. I mean, I would fight can. him, but I don't know <laughs> if like, I would fight him. hard for him.
1: No, there you no. go. There you go. Yeah, so yeah.
0: it'll be a lot of fun. There it is announced next up. Bob Winsett, Trader Bob. We are going for the jail. Boys. We're going to make it right. I'm excited. But real quick, Josh, first off, thank you for your time. An hour and fifteen is still an hour and fifteen, especially starting That's late in my yeah. schedule. I appreciate you, sir. Um, let us know where we can find you. Um, obviously, you'll be very busy, very, very soon. So, mightn't be yeah. a whole lot of work coming out, <laughs> but just in general.
1: Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at two red j earl. Um, you can also find uh, me on Twitter under at your hoops career. Um, I am what I call a basketball career development coach. I help people who want to work in basketball, whether that's in coaching, scouting, analytics, media content, etc. I help them develop processes and approaches that help them get better results, get more opportunities, and have uh, greater control over building their dream careers in basketball. So if you're ever interested in finding out a little bit more about what I do at your hoops career, or you want to have a free 30 minute career consultation call with me, baby pending. I don't know <laughs> quite how my brain is going to work once out. I'm sleep deprived from a baby, but uh, you can go to your hoops, and there's a uh, thing you can do to sign up for a free 30 Minute career consultation call with me, if that's your thing.
0: All I can say is that I've had a conversation. I mean, I'm fortunate to be Josh's friend. You all can be his yeah. friend, but I'm already his friend. Um, like Corbin called shotgun. There, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> one of the best guys out there. Um, will really help you get where you need to go. Give you advice, th- things to think about that you've never considered before. Um, and ways to advance wherever you're trying to get into. Like I'm in this weird space, as y'all know, but like just talking with him and not only having conversations into this, but just in general. Okay, what are your goals? What are your plans? And, you know, I'm looking forward to going more into this program in the future and learning more myself. So definitely take advantage of the great opportunity. This isn't me, you know, carrying water for anyone. It's a great friend who I also know is someone who's been doing this a long time, before we even knew each other, like friends like this, has been doing this. So definitely make sure to check him out for sure there. Um, Compared to that, I really have nothing to add. Um, You can find me on Twitter at MBA. Uh, I won't help you with that stuff. I'm just as lost as you are. We're all in this together. <laughs> you are too I, unkind to yourself. I, I appreciate you saying that, bro. I thank you for that. But I'm 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 just a person here, um, and that's fine. You know, I love hoops, and I love having conversations with great people like Josh, and so. Happy to be a part of this, but definitely if you want to check me on Twitter at Corbin MBA, random Lakers happenings, a whole lot of different podcasts. I am doing hopefully trying to get in some writing soon. We'll see how that goes, but yeah, you'll find all my work there. Um, aside from that, Josh, any last words before we take you out here? Yes, revenge of
1: the Pacific Northwest,
0: <laughs> Revenge bring of back the Pacific Sonics.
1: Northwest. Uh, hopefully, we can also get some sort of justice for the Vancouver uh grizzlies um i I think that's less likely but you know shout out to the pacific northwest our next one's gonna be on portland um lots of love for the pacific northwest and uh we hardly (laughs) knew ye vancouver grizzlies but maybe if corbin and i were in charge you'd still be there
0: That's all we got to say about that. Listen, great words from our guy, Josh. I have nothing more to add except, yep, you wish you had us. For Josh, for myself, we are frosty. Y'all stay frosty, and we'll talk to y'all again. Real, real soon.